yeah, it's the DTC Podcast, people. The Real McCoy, original recipe. First in your ear hole podcast on dynasty trading and player value. Hosted by John Paul Hurley and Izzy Alcabas. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another DTC Podcast. Uh, joining me this week is Izzy the Pharaoh Fantasy Alcabas. Izzy, I'm going to introduce you first. I'm not going to do me. I, I feel like I'm uh, like narcissistic or something by saying my own name first every time okay so we can go second oh thanks thanks for having me hurley i appreciate it yeah what's new man uh not a whole lot we had another bye week last week due to your travel you could have just done a solo i bet people would like that more they'd be like yeah get get rid of that hurley guy no nah, i don't think so i think that's uh, false that is definitely <laughs> false, false. Well, maybe I will be a little bit narcissistic. I'll accept that falseness. This is John Paul Hurley. We've got a great show. We're going to do a quickie. We're going to call it a quickie, a Dynasty quickie. We, mm-hmm. all, we might want to change the name of our show, actually. It's in no, it's no longer Dynasty Trade Calculator Podcast, because that's a mouthful. It's the Dynasty Quickie. I like it. Quick hitters. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Get out the door. Call an Uber. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I do. Is that what you do? Uh, I never had that experience. I've been I've been I've been ball and chain for a long time. That'd be super hilarious if you called an Uber, even though you're married. Yeah, even though we've been married. <laughs> Sorry, for babe. <laughs> freaking twenty years. <laughs> I'm out of here. Got to go. <laughs> Uber's waiting. Cabs are here. Uh, well, like I said, we got a really quick one here. We're gonna talk about some buy targets heading into the dynasty off season, the dynasty postseason. I shouldn't say off season; it's postseason. Most of the leagues that I've, I'm in, this is the final week of the regular season. There's a couple, a handful of them that maybe have started um, playoffs already, but these are some trade targets. If you haven't reached your trade deadline, free to go after heading into the offseason. We might be, like cover it full circle and talk about some guys that you could sell if you're not in the playoffs or buy if you're not in the playoffs, but we're going to kind of keep it quick and do uh, buys heading into the playoffs if you're a contender. Okay, love it. Let's start with uh, let's start with the quarterback position. So earlier today, you and I talked about this a little bit, and I sent over some quarterback targets. Let's do like, we'll just rattle off a few of them, maybe a quick one or two sentences on each one. And then we'll just kind of like navigate in and out of different positions. We'll start starting at the quarterback here. So I threw out a couple to you. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find them. Holy cow, we text too much. This is more expensive. I think you wanted to go more value quarterbacks. Like if you wanted to, uh, you didn't want to like overspend on some, but I got some um, good options if you're willing to, to pay the man his money, so yes. to speak. Um, okay. If you've got somebody that's uh, injured or that you're willing to, you know, drop off um, a um, a Joe Burrow or something to to move into somebody who's going to score you some points in the fantasy postseason, Dak Prescott, uh, and the reason why he's currently valued valued as the quarterback twelve in Dynasty, he's on his contract year, so you can expect him to tough it out if there's going to be any like um, small little, you know, he, if he gets hurt and not injured. Um, he's got the third best projected points for the rest of the season for, of, of all quarterbacks. Um, so I really like Dak Prescott heading into the fantasy postseason. Trade for him if you got somebody like Joe Burrow, if you want to uh, kind of like lateral. I think you probably should, should be able to get some change on top of Dak um, if you're trading like a Burrow. Yeah, well, what, kind of, what kind of change? You're probably having to throw in a first to get that done. You have, so you think Dak's higher than Burrow in Dynasty? No, you're I'm saying? saying, sorry, Dak and a first for Burrow. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, Would you, you know, do that? Yeah. Like, I think a, um, a a late first would definitely get the deal done. I would take if I'm contending, and I've got Burrow, and like that's the one thing 
that I, I I really need to have to solidify my my starting lineup going to the postseason, I think I would give up Burrow to get Dak in a first. Yes. Okay. So here's something that we need to probably go back and eat a little crow on. If you remember us talking uh, maybe six weeks ago before Dak just exploded, uh, we had ranked Dak Prescott among the likes of Goff and Watson and Purdy and Bryce Young. I believe those were the guys. And you had Goff ahead of Dak and I believe Purdy ahead of Dak. I still love Goff for the for the record. And, and Purdy. Purdy. So question is, I know Dak has the better schedule, but Purdy and, and Goff are cheaper. Do you still prefer them in Dynasty to over Dak? Um, I don't think you can. I think Dak's price has gone back up above them. But um, as far as like what you're, the, I know the point you're making is, yes, I would rather go after a cheaper Purdy or Goff than have to sell the farm to get Dak. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just curious what your what your thoughts were on. And I I also acknowledge we we uh we missed on Dak. We thought that he would have a little bit more of a down season and kind of fall behind those guys. But at least we were, you know, the the guys that you would have transitioned to. Um, they didn't let you down either. Right, yeah. Goff and Purdy are still pretty pretty good, I guess you can put pretty it that good, way. Yeah. Um so yeah, I put out a poll to see if Burrow a Dak in a twenty three first is enough for Mr. Joe Burrow. So we'll see as we're talking about. Go ahead in your next one. Next one, um, coincidentally, perfect segue, Brock Purdy. He's the QB fourteen in Dynasty. Um, and he's got the eighth best projected points for the rest of the season uh, i really like that so purdy would be a good a good purchase uh, a pretty good purchase and maybe um i'm trying to think of like a really good example like it's just thinking of a specific example is probably wasteful because people that are listening probably just don't have the players that i would mention but maybe you know draft picks i hate selling those too i'll just say that he's a good he's a good buy heading into the dynasty postseason um and I think we've covered him pretty extensively in this episode and previous episodes enough to move to the next one, my third one. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you could do, if you can get, let's say Dak in a first for Burrow, would you rather have that? Or, and I don't even know if you could do that at this point, unless it's like a really late first, but would you rather have Purdy and a high, hypothetically a higher first or a first end? Uh, a small piece like a second over over Dak like what is the gap between Dak and and Purdy right now for you um I'd probably say gosh they're real they are really close because Dak is coming up on a contract year and who knows if Dallas is going to pay him right so like his uh his future is kind of in question like think he's gonna I, I don't know like there's no way they let him walk it is so hard to find a quarterback and they don't have I don't know if Trey Lance is the guy that they want to have. Like, uh, I just don't see him proving enough for them to be like, okay, we can let Dak go because we have Trey Lance in the wings. Usually if they let somebody go, it's they have somebody that they really like behind. I don't know if they have that with, with Dak and, and Trey Lance. Well, and I guess um, I'm going to amend what I said too. Dak is signed through 2024, but he does have the potential out before the season begins because of how, he's like $62 million um against the cap that says dead Crazy. cap why would they yeah why, why is that an out if he's got 62 million dollars against uh dead cap 
Well, they've I already. I guess he's already guaranteed. But I think the reason why is he'd be uh, a sixty million dollar cap hit on top of that. So he is signed through twenty twenty six. Well, he signed that extension, but I don't know how that works into the contract on Spotrat. Like NFL contracts, to me, are sometimes pretty, pretty mind blowing. I think the end of the salary cap is fake, anyways, as we have always talked about with this, what the Saints did yeah. for the longest time. But nonetheless, I, I I think it's moot because I don't think Dak's leaving. I don't think he's going anywhere. Okay, fair enough. But yeah. Um, so maybe we can just use like what we do know about Dak. So like he's he's uh not old as it relates to like what quarterbacks shelf life is, but Purdy's exciting because he's, you know, younger and he's performing like this at a very young age. He's in a great system. He's got great weapons. Um so yeah, I I think pretty pretty even. Um I like targeting Purdy because I feel like he's much more attainable. I think the people that have owned Dak would probably be it would be harder to move them off of him so okay i bet if you tweeted out a poll it'd be like pretty much 50 50 oh between the two players yep so i'm putting out a poll just for uh just for funds um i put out a poll and i'm just doing my last one here so i did three polls i did dak plus a 23 first Goff plus a 23 first and Purdy plus a 23 pers- first, all three different, uh, obviously different um, polls for, for Burrow straight. Well, I guess not straight up, but those items. Yeah. And we'll see. And I should probably clarify late 23 first, but I'm just going to see how people vote for this nonetheless. And then we can end up honing it in later. But for now, anyhow, what's ne- oh for for a cheap... A cheap alternative if you're looking for just something to get you by. I think I think Minshew is is likely your your best play. You're basically with Minshew, you're looking to get 13, 14 points for the week. Something that is going to outperform your your flex option. He has Cincinnati coming up, and I don't know if this is if you need a if you need a win to get in. Cincinnati is not strong against the pass. As we, I mean, we saw Beathard even came in and was efficient in his short stint. Uh, then they go up against Pittsburgh, which is tough. That's week one of the playoffs. And then Atlanta and Las Vegas. And, and Las Vegas has been relatively stiff against the, the pass, but Atlanta has not. And I think a lot can change, you know, with Las Vegas potentially being, I think they're, are they officially out of the playoff race? I mean, not officially yeah, out, know. but reasonably i think they have very little chance of making the playoffs so i could see very little to play for and indy is in the race you know raiders are five and seven right now uh they would essentially need to win out to have any sort of chance uh to make it and i I don't think that's happening so i think Minshew for a really cheap buy to give you a QB2 just to get you through the playoffs, it's probably the direction I'd go. I'd hang on to Burrow. I know that you like Dak in a first in this scenario for Burrow. I, I'd still hang on to Burrow. Um, I'm okay with that. It just, it's not, I just don't like, it's so hard to get a Burrow. It's so hard to get a Burrow. That, uh, and then Dak has looked amazing the last six to seven weeks, uh, but I, I'm, I'm hanging on tight. 
I'm okay with that. That's pretty much even money anyway. So I'm I'm good with either side of that side of that. Um, and that was just an example of somebody that I would target. Yeah. That's expensive. And uh, one more value buy for me. None other than homeboy Josh Dobbs, hometown hero, Minnesota Vikings. I know that there's been some turbulence around who the starting quarterback is going to be for the Vikings, but I, that's why I, I like him as a really cheap buy. He's currently ranked as the QB 30 in Dynasty, so you can get him for pretty cheap, like a late late second, maybe even early late, early third. Probably early, probably early third, honestly, right now. Uh, and I, I like that, too. Like, he'd be a good one just to stack the deck if you have QB depth problems going into the season. The reason why, too, is uh, obviously he he wins on his feet. Um, so he has that potential to score extra points on the ground. And the Vikings, from a passing perspective, have the uh, third best remaining strength of schedule for the rest of the season. And just looking at the fantasy playoffs, he's got the third best fantasy playoff strength of schedule also. So, like, I like the the matchups that Josh Dobbs could face. And he could be like that spot starter guy, like that QB two or three, if you just need to have somebody streaming um, for pretty pretty cheap. I like him as an option. Plus, you're kind of rolling the dice. Uh, maybe he could turn into something long term. I don't think so, but you have a shot at it. Chip in a chair. Yep. Chip in a chair. I like that. All right. Running backs. Unless you got any more quarterbacks. No, no, I think that's good. Let's move on to running backs. Running backs, same type of deal. I want to start with the more expensive ones, more pricey ones. Uh, one of my favorite ones uh, this season, if you're contending and you want to stack the deck, Kyron Williams, running back 11 in Dynasty with the fourth best projected points for the rest of the season. He's been tearing it up. Really like him as an option. Probably going to have to pay a little bit. Um, pretty good money for him because he's uh, younger, more sexy. Mm. high-powered offense um kyron williams yeah i feel like with kyron he might be priced out for me like you gotta well, i don't want to say might be you have to give up a first to acquire kyron williams and i think ph- philosophically you and i are are very different where you're more likely to pay up for a player and give up a first where i would need to be very desperate to even consider it and i've only done it once and i actually traded it with you um it was a trade that i i did with you and i gave up first but i was very desperate and it was a 14 team league and it was you know one of the maybe 112 13 or 14 so it was it was a desperation play but you very rarely win deals like that and i just don't kyron has looked great and and honestly i said this about cam Akers when he was worth a second it's just the Rams didn't have the ability to bring anybody in with high draft capital just because their contract situation and they didn't have draft capital. So they weren't going to spend it on a running back. And I think you can say the same thing with Kyron. He's extremely inexpensive for the Rams. He's young. Um, so I can see them kind of giving him the the backfield again next year. It's just, I just hate the the rolling the dice on on these running backs with low draft capital. And now he's, I don't want to say injury history, but coming off this injury. And who knows what the Rams are going to look like next year. If Stafford's going to be there, if they're kind of going to hit the reset button. So it's a little bit of a risky proposition for me, but I don't I don't hate it if I had to. Yeah, well, and, I, and I'm saying like, I, I agree with you, but like this is a guy that you could almost invest in for the rest of the season and expect him to have good performances and his value to either stay the same or even go up a little bit. And I'm not saying trade a first. Uh, I don't know where that came from. Um, I think that's probably well, a bad idea also. I don't know how you, you can't get him for less than a first. 
what like I'm we don't we don't have to do picks like you can like, like okay. guys in your team like here's a good example I don't, I'm not I've actually just done something very similar in one of my leagues you actually uh, advised against us but Jonathan if you've got Jonathan Taylor he's going to be virtually useless for you for the rest of the season as a contender you could flex from Jonathan Taylor over to like Kyron Williams and then get some some draft picks added to it and then. Kyron Williams doesn't need to be stuck on your team. Like you can always, you know, investigate trades after that just to like, if you're, if you don't feel comfortable with that type of player in your team long-term, then you can move away from him after you've used him for the season. You know, he's young. People might find interest in him. Yeah. So, so here's, here's a question for you. You had mentioned going from Jonathan Taylor to Kyron plus, and I'm guessing that Kyron plus is going to be a second, but wouldn't, wouldn't it make more sense to go after like Zach Moss for like a third and keeping Jonathan Taylor than moving off of Jonathan Taylor and acquiring Kyron a second? And I'm just thinking about this out loud. And, and I can see both sides of this. Maybe you have to give up more than a second. I, I think that's probably about right right now, though. Kyron and a, and a second, it'd have to be a decent one, I think, to get Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I guess depends on your confidence level in Zach Moss too, because he just turned up a a single digit fantasy point game, running the show on 19 carries for 51 yards. So I guess it depends on if you're comfortable with starting a Zach Moss during the semifinals of the season against the top ranked run defense in the Falcons, Week 16. Yeah, so that would be yeah, I guess the semis. But, but yeah, I understand. I understand what you're. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. You know me and running backs. I don't like paying up for him yeah and it's just even even something as ridiculous as maybe you if you need a spot starter depends on how aggressive you really want to go with this like now with Ramondra out do you transition to like a zeke for a third and just fill in a flex spot and hope that zeke can get you double digit points um i think jerome ford is a really good one as well just a, a guy that you know is going to be relevant in that offense and that Browns defense is so good that the Browns will always be in games. And they yeah. go up against Jacksonville this week, who pretty much cake. You got Chicago Bears, who've been giving up a lot on the ground. And then week 17, which is a championship, you have the Jets, which is one of the worst run defenses in the league. So week 16 is Houston, which has been relatively stiff. But you have a pretty juicy schedule the rest of the way. and. Jerome Ford has hit double-digit points in each of his last five games and seven out of his last eight. So you have a a player here that is likely going to be an RB2, and you could get him for potentially an early third, at the very least, late second, or just a, like you said, a player swap. How do you, you give up a, an eight, and you know, a receiver to get a running back, and that's the guy that I'd be trying to target. There you go. I like that. Um... And maybe to add on to that, I like Isaiah Pacheco as a trade target. A little bit more of a value buy, just in the same pocket as the ones you're talking about. Valued as the running back 21 in Dynasty and has a top 10 best strength of schedule for the remaining uh, remainder of the season. He actually faces some really juicy defenses too. He faces the Bills, who are 20th against running back points for points. Patriots 16th, Raiders 28th. And week 17, the championship game plays against the Bengals, 19th best. And like, assumingly, the Bengals with Alboro, you probably have a positive game script for a running back there, too. So I, I like Pacheco for cheap. Yeah, I don't. And he, he's another one that he's no, I mean, 
definition of cheap is I guess it's it's open to interpretation, but he's not a first, yeah. He's a he's a one twelve. So you can't get him for a mid second or a late second or even an early second right now. I mean, you look at Isaiah Pacheco's numbers, he's the RB ten overall. He's twenty four years old and he's on the Chiefs and he's soaking up sixty to seventy percent of the snaps. He's gotten 15 or more carries in each of his last four games. And he's being used now in the receiving game too. So I don't know any Pacheco owner that's giving him up for just a second. Yeah, fair enough. I'm just thinking like maybe a non-contender might, but you're right. Yeah, that's he's he's valued a little bit higher than that. He might be kind of like, I don't think anybody's going to buy for a first, but people probably won't sell for a second. So that's that's a tough one. But maybe... A player, I think we, we we put it over into picks too frequently. I'm not talking about trading a first for him. Yeah, he's cheaper because he's valued as a later first equivalent value. So I'm thinking like a player that you could flex from into Pacheco. Mm-hmm. But I like him as a buy because of the yeah. rest of the schedule. Yep. No, fair enough. Uh let's keep this climatic and not do the anticlimactic tight end finish. You've got probably one cheapish tight end to target, right? Well, let's forget the tight ends. Let's go to let's go to receivers. Who I mean, who wants to target a tight end anyways? I agree. Um, mine are kind of like older guys. I've got um, Mike Evans currently in Dynasty, valued as the wide receiver thirty one, and he's got the eighth best projected points for the rest of the season. Um, so I like Evans. I think he's been kind of somebody that is has been recently discounted, but can put up some pretty stud performances. Um, I like Mike Evans, and then. Kind of the, in the same pocket, Keenan Allen, seventh best projected points for remaining remain, uh, rest of the season. Um, and he's valued as the wide receiver 24 in Dynasty. And that's uh, those are guys that are in that territory that you're uncomfortable with. Like if I'm trading picks, I'm not going to acquire them. I don't feel comfortable like trading a first round pick for a guy who's 30 plus. Keenan Allen's 31. And yeah, Mike Evans, 30. So like I, I'd be uncomfortable with that. But um, looking if you if you want to flex somebody who's younger that's injured um, into one of those guys, I don't mind that. Okay. Yep. I'm, I can get behind that. Do you have any kind of cheapish receivers? Yeah, Noah Brown would be a guy that I like. Um, with Tank Dell going down, Noah Brown had a couple. Was it Tank Dell that was out for like two weeks, and Noah Brown just went crazy? No, I mean Nico and 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 Tank have had their fair shares of ins and out, but. It was week nine and week 10 where Noah Brown went crazy. Robert Woods was out. And I believe Nico, that was the two weeks that Nico Collins was out. And let me just fact Nico check Nico was out, right. Week, week 10, Nico was out. Um, week nine, I believe Nico got hurt. But maybe not. But week 10, for sure, Nico was out. And I know Robert Woods is out. And Tank Dell, I don't think he missed either of those two games. But let me just double check just for, for fact checking sake no take those in 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 the lineup so he even played well with nico in one of the games so i think i think that's a really good one and he you could probably get noah brown for a fourth yeah another one uh and by the way just a a really quick fun like if dalton schultz can get healthy i don't mind him as like a a cheapish buy um in that offense too like Really, really cheap for a tight end if you need somebody to backfill somebody. But um, another good value one would be Cortland Sutton. All he does is score touchdowns. Cortland, all he does is score touchdowns. Sutton. 
yeah. right? Probably like yeah. a a late second, early third could get him. And he's he's uh 28, so like kind of an aging asset. So if somebody's rebuilding, they're probably going to want value the pick a little bit higher and value Sutton a little bit lower. Um, so I like Sutton as a cheaper, cheapish buy. Yeah. By the way, I was looking at Noah Brown. He played eighty one of the eighty one percent of the snaps with Tank Dell out, and he had two targets. So that'd be the only thing that's a little concerning. But he does play Tennessee Week fifteen, Tennessee Week seventeen, and Tennessee is arguably the worst pass defense in the NFL. So there's definitely potential to be had uh, there, and I don't I don't mind that at all. Uh, one guy that I that I would be targeting is and I really hope Joe Flacco is the guy there uh, for the rest of the season because I think it'd be good for fantasy purposes. But Elijah Moore the last two weeks has had nine targets and twelve targets. He had twelve targets with Joe Flacco this last week, and I like following the targets. So in in week ten he had seven, in week eleven he had seven, in week twelve he had nine, in week thirteen he had twelve. The schedule is shaky, but I look at this is not just a, a player that you could potentially slot into your flex, but as a 23-year-old receiver, you could be looking at a guy that you could position into your into your lineup going into next year. So it's kind of a dual, a dual threat there where you you have a young receiver that you can actually utilize, not just this year, but next year. And then if we're talking about another, I like going after the guys that are cheap. And have the potential to help you short and long term. And another one of those guys is Demario Douglas for me. Uh, there's been, you know, he had the concussion. There's been quarterback changes. He's on, I think he was a sixth rounder. So he doesn't have the draft pedigree. But he's had double digit fantasy points in four out of his last five games that he's played. Once again with him too. He also has a difficult schedule the rest of the way. However, this team is now without Ramondre Stevenson, and they're likely going to be down against Kansas City in Week 15, Buffalo in Week 17, and my guess is they're going to be airing it out. And Demario Douglas is likely going to see seven plus targets there. So I think he also works as a guy that you can slot into your flex and give you multiple looks for this year and and next year as well. Love it. And then the last guy and. This is probably not great advice, so don't don't necessarily take it. But <laughs> if like you look deep. at, it's not deep. It's just Adam Thielen has fallen off the last two weeks bad yeah. against two bottom five pass defenses. And he's got bad and, matchups for the rest of the And he's got too. bad matchups up until week 17. And you could likely get, if Adam Thielen is not on a contender, you might be able to get Adam Thielen for a fourth. And if you're if you're trying to go for the boom bust going into the playoffs, he's your guy because before these last two weeks, he saw double-digit targets in seven out of eight games. Actually, eight out of nine games. Excuse me. So the targets were there for him up until these last two weeks. And it seems like Mingo has been the guy as of late. But if Thielen comes back onto the map, you get a potentially high target share receiver at a very low cost. 
it might be worth the swing. And I, like I said, I'd be surprised if you had to give up more than uh, a mid third to acquire. Actually, I'd be shocked if you had to give that up from uh, a team that's not contending. So I would be checking, I would be scouring your rosters there to see how that is set up. I just offered a fourth for Adam Thielen in a league where I'm contending. So we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, it's it's worth it. Do I think it has a good chance of panning out? Probably not, but I think the risk reward there is definitely worth it because if if we get Adam Thielen from the previous eleven weeks outside of these last two, uh, you're looking at a potential league winner in your flex. Yeah, I agree. And I this is a league where I've lost Tank Dell as my wide receiver four, so I, I kind of lack depth at the position. So I don't mind that mm-hmm. play at all. Yeah, and I think that's the same league that we both need receivers. So maybe I'll send the same thing. Yeah, but I don't know if you're going to... Are you really contending, really? Oh, I'm contending, baby. Okay. <laughs> eight and six. Eight and six. We're in there. We're right. in there. We'll see I think we're, we'll I think see we're fourth, sitting, sitting in fourth right now. We have the receiver. We have the running back stable to make it work. We got Trey McBride at tight end. We have Lamar at quarterback. We're good. I don't know who my QB2 is, but I'm sure I can find you, something. You probably got to win to get in. Uh, it'll be, I might be able to win. I might be able to get in even if I don't win. There's some things that need to happen, not in my favor for me to get, to get bounced out, but you don't, you don't like my, you don't like my chances. Uh, I'm not happy about that. Um, I think I like your chances to get in the playoffs. I'm not, I don't like your chances to compete in the playoffs. I got a chain. I got a chan. I got Gibbs. I got Brees Hall. Javante Williams, like, Kenneth Walker, Keaton you're Mitchell. Like 400, I got, I got you're like 400 points. Now. You're 400 points behind the top scorer. And the, like, you're just, you're kind of like the, out of the teams that are in the playoffs, the, the team that's right ahead of you has 210 more points than the season, 250 more points, 300 more points, mm-hmm. 300 more points. Like you're, you're kind of like the, you're one of the worst teams that are contending for the playoffs, including a couple of the teams that are below you. It's basically four four teams and then a tier of me and two others, and then it's another tier break. Yeah. So, nonetheless, like, I don't think, I don't, outside, the problem is my receivers, my receivers have been not good. Like, my team is good besides my, my, I don't have a cube, I don't have an, uh, a wide receiver one. And it's a half point PPR, um, half, point for first down so i've always been like hey go after the the running backs and the first downs and 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 go off after slot guys and fade the receivers but yeah. i think with jacoby myers you know with with josh downs with demario douglas with gabe davis it's not like it's not a good receiver core at all but yeah. the way that i have my team structured it's like if i can get my running backs to perform and get a, an elite stable there's a chance there have you seen that? Like this, none of this is going to make the cut. But have you seen all the injuries I, I've taken in this league? Uh, you lost Kirk Cousins and Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean that should be you enough to Tank take Dell. a team out, right? Yeah, yeah. Take Dell, Nick Chubb. Yeah, but you you lucked out. You have Brock Purdy still and and Josh Allen. So you had four yeah. where you. I mean, I guess you would have sold Kirk. I'm surprised you didn't sell Kirk Cousins when you had the chance. Yeah, I tried. Like he was your wide receiver or QB four. Yep, I tried. 
Hmm. Tried a, or tried a bunch of trades. Nobody. But yeah, interested. without Tank Dell, your receivers are kind of poop too, man. Oh yeah, you have poop. CD, you have CD, but then you have Lockett and DK. Well, CD and top. DK. DK's DK's been great. Yeah. Well, he he had one great week, but yeah. No, he's been okay. Otherwise, I I like him. I like him as a. Because all I need him to do, like, just like, uh, like he'll pop off when everybody else kind of has a, a rough week. So, like, it's perfect. Yeah. And even your running back stable is a little, I mean, it's, it's okay, but it's not. You have Saquon, you have Chuba, Montgomery, Monty, Pollard, Pollard. Like, it's, Monty, I mean, Moss. yeah, Moss, like, but it's not. It's, it's not, not like, elite. yeah, yeah. you're not going in there and be like, oh my God, my running back stable. And they have Kittle at tight end. Well, if you if you would have added Chubb to that, it was a pretty elite running back stable. Yeah, Chubb, yeah. This but he is, gone. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely gone. Um, but yeah, do you want a running back? I got a bunch. Uh, no, I don't want a running back. I, I have arguably three out of the top five running backs on my roster and you don't want them? Okay, I'll take one. Thanks. Okay, okay. <laughs> do you have Good a receiver deal. i have no receivers we're not compatible okay. all right not compatible <laughs> sounds good well it was worth a shot that's it that was the trade targets heading into the dynasty postseason you guys thank you so much for listening to this dynasty quickie make sure you follow us on twitter at ff dynasty trades and as always thank you for listening bye